Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. I'm calling this the Pop Culture Roundtable. We're not going to talk HR at all, hopefully. That's the whole goal of this. For those of you that listen to the show regularly, you know that Wendy and I have the question connection. And part of that question connection, we ask all the all the guests of the show their favorites, their favorite TV show, their favorite movie, their favorite music. I wanted to expand on that and talk to three former guests, people that I am big fans of that I've talked about some pop culture stuff with over the year and wanted to reflect on 2018. So without further ado, I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Hi, I'm Michael Malady. What's up, everybody? This is Chris Arroso coming to you from uh, beautiful Northern California. And I'm Lorena Pabon. I'm from Orlando. Well, welcome to, to all of you. Again, I was super excited. I put the word out about doing this pop culture thing, and you all were kind enough to say, hey, I'm interested. And again, I enjoy talking about some of these things with you offline. So looking forward to the conversation tonight. We're going to talk. Each one of us will have three movies, TV shows, what I'm calling audio items. So it could be a song, an album, or a podcast. We'll each talk about three of those things that we really enjoyed this year. And then one event or pop culture item that's come up for the year. Now, I will say that it doesn't have to be in 2018. It could be new new to you. So if you just discovered Cheers from 1982... And you want to talk about in 2018? That's the beauty of this is we'll do that. But we're going to start with movies. And Lorena, we'll, we'll let you kick it off. What's uh, what's the first movie you want to talk about this year? Um, well, A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And of course, Sam Elliott, who is, um, you know, he also was a big part of the movie. I really enjoyed uh, the music and the storyline. I know this movie's been done three or four times, if I'm not mistaken. I did not know this, you know, this was like a remake from the beginning. So then I figured that out and I was, you know, very surprised because, I mean, sometimes remakes, you can just tell they're not very good. But this one, this movie was really good. Have you guys seen it? I, I haven't. I, I've heard it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it I, well, I hear, yeah, I've heard wonderful things, but I have not had a chance to see it. Yeah, I've heard it's either. great. The music is excellent. I cannot believe I'm mean, Bradley Cooper for someone who has never sung before in his life. He, I don't know how he trained, but he sings excellently. The oh, wow. soundtrack is amazing. And yeah, it is heartbreaking, but it is such a good movie. It's worth the watch. Wow. Mm. I'll check it out. Very Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Yes. Well, my first movie that I want to talk about is a sequel mm. and it's Pacific <laughs> Rim Uprising. Oh. Ooh, <laughs> it's yes. <the> biggest, <laughs> biggest, dumbest, most fun movie I saw this spring. <laughs> I am one of these folks that I, I believe the movies as a kid you imprint upon you. And I'm convinced that Pacific Rim, if I had seen it when I was 12, it'd be my favorite movie of all time. <laughs> so when Pacific Rim Uprising came out, I was there opening day with my with my 15 year old and we laughed and we cheered and we just had fun. And when it was over, my son looked at me and goes, Dad, that was really fun. And it really was. That's it awesome. is not going to win any awards. It is it is really like uh, I'm going to compare it to a CW show. It's like Dawson's Creek with robots or I don't know what now Riverdale, maybe because really it's it has nothing to do. <laughs> it's it's imagine, you know, imagine a, a, a teen drama because they're obviously rebuilding the um, soldiers or the 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 uh -huh. uh, pilots for the for the uh, mech army. But, man, if you like big robots with rocket maces and machine guns and and swords that 
merge together like Omega Sword and Voltron, you got to see Pacific Rim Uprising. Check your brain at the door, but super fun. Super fun. Michael, what about like, you? Who doesn't like that stuff? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go for the the. Uh, I must admit, I haven't seen a ton of ton of movies this year, just uh, with uh, the little one in the house. But I I will say uh, the uh, Avengers, you know, of Infinity was uh, was yes. pretty am- amazing, um, especially the the way that it left it. I, of course, the trailer for the next part just came out, and of course, I was uh, absorbing that. So re- in the last couple of days, but yeah, no, um, I mean, I thought they did a great job, just kind of pulling everyone together and you know, how they, how they fledge out the story. And of course, you know, the, uh, you know, the, how it, everything ended and kind of left everyone, <laughs> you know, <Yes. laughs> wondering how they're going to, how they're going to figure this one out, uh, which, which was pretty awesome. So I, um, no, I'm totally, uh, excited about that and see where they see how they end it or take it, uh, next year. So. I've never seen an audience so angry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, what was great. Now I, I have to say personally, I'm I'm a big fan of the weapon Stormbreaker because it belongs to a character that if they introduce in the Marvel universe, I will freely admit that I will cry like a like a little <laughs> baby if that if that character shows up on the screen. When they announced Stormbreaker was going when the when the when they're at the forge and they're like we're going to build this weapon and they yep. say Stormbreaker, I actually made a noise <laughs> that the entire audience heard because my my, my son was in the audience on the other side of the theater and he said. Dad, I, I know that was you, and I'm like, don't care. <laughs> I know shame. <laughs> yep, no, no, but what, my favorite part was at the end, and it said Thanos will return. Uh-huh. One of my kids saw a guy flip off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> it was really bleak, the ending. I remember yeah. that was one of the movies that I had listed, too, and I had read a review prior to that. I try to avoid spoilers, so it was a spoilery, spoiler-free review, but the reviewer said that the ending was just devastating. And I thought, well, what, what could they do? That's so sad. And I was watching it in the theater. I said, well, there it is. I mean, half of the people are dying. The Spider-Man death when, or I don't know if they're deaths or whatever, but when he disintegrated, I just, I thought, this is devastating. This is, that was, that was rough. Yeah. This is terrible. That was the worst one for mine. Yeah. And then even the music, if you guys notice when the credits mm-hmm. start rolling and it just oh, yeah. shows Thanos and he just kind of looks at the sunset and there's like a slight little grin to it. And then it just yep. cuts to black and it's uh. just a black screen, really sad music. It's not like that uplifting Avengers no, music. You think like they're the going to come back ones. or something. Yeah, exactly. And so part of the fun in that, you know, it's like, so they're filming the next Spider-Man movie already. They already have these plans. So, you know, they're going to come back. But I think part of the fun is like, well, how are they going to do this? And I, just, I have no idea. So that's I think that's part of the fun for the next one is, is finding that out. As I always tell people on the other podcasts that I do, it's comics. People have to remember <laughs> that. Nothing, nothing, nothing is ever. Nothing, nothing is, is ever. Stone. Nothing's ever done. People, characters die. They come back. And yes, if you thought they were going to let Black Panther and Spider-Man and some of these major characters that they are looking at for the long run to continue this franchise just suddenly be gone, you're crazy. <laughs> so it's it's kind of a hollow, a hollow sadness. But yeah, no, I, I'm with you. It was on my list and and just a, a, a great film. 
hopefully that people listening to this have seen it. And if you're hearing spoilers, we apologize. But oh my god, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> at this point. You know, come on, sorry. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. Sorry, yeah. Should we have went into spoiler mode or something? I know, right? No, no warning. I mean, I'll put a, I'll put a I'll put a warning out on the front end of this for sure. Spoiler Chris, mode. how about how about one of your movies? So Avengers was one. Uh, Won't you be my neighbor? I don't know if you guys heard of that. That I was the, the documentary. I, oh my mm. gosh! Yes, that was great. I forgot I saw I, that this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I didn't get a chance to catch it in the theater, but uh, I I ended up was grateful to be able to buy it and see it at home. And and I'm a hundred percent honest, you guys, just tears. I mean, I grew up watching that man, and uh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw the trailer. I remember seeing the trailer for it, and I was I was in tears at the trailer. So like I can I yeah. haven't seen, <laughs> seen it yet. So no. like you know I'm like oh man okay. <laughs> and I, I don't know if it, it so. hits me. Yeah yeah. Just check it, everybody. Check it out. If you if it's just a feel good story, and I think we need a lot of that in this world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just watching it, and I think maybe as a parent too, it kind of hit me a little bit more. You know, with a five year old now, and, and he watches Daniel Tiger, so it's kind of a cool like generational mm, thing that he's kind of mm-hmm. getting that same thing but watching the story about mr rogers that he chose this segment of society which i would say you know could be the most important as our children and said i'm going to do something for them to help them navigate life and he just happened to choose television as the medium at that time so nowadays we have a lot of whether it's podcasts shows what i mean a, blogs we're all content creators that are talking right now just whatever we put out there in the world and he just put out so much so much good it was everybody just check it out it's great lorena what about your next film um well i have a theme i have a running theme here because i like um films that have music with it and so this year mama mia 2 came out and it was 10 years after the first one and i'm a huge fan of musicals so i was really excited to see meryl streep and amanda seyfried um you know just relive the story and you see you see the like the prequel what happens before in meryl streep's characters of life and then you also see a sequel of what's happening in amanda seyfried's life um after you know after uh you know she fell in love and whatnot and found out about her three dads in the first film (laughs) Does Pierce Brosnan sing again? Uh, well, which one? I'm really bad with actors, though. Which one is him? Um, he was James Bond. Yeah, he was the. Oh yeah, he's yeah. British. He's he's the one who ended up being. Yes, the, yes. Yeah, <laughs> he's the one that can't sing. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, I was just saying. Yeah, of all of them. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, he sang, but it was like not that um, important. I guess like the they. His character had not as much importance as like the first movie, but yeah, he did have a few lines there. Yeah. So fair warning on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a yeah. good movie. It's like very feel good and the music's good. And I, I just, and it's a story, especially like um, as a woman, like the mom and daughter story. It is, um, it is just an excellent thing uh, to see. I mean, it makes you feel like get all the feels and whatnot. And it makes you miss your mom, even though I live with my mom, but I still missed her at that moment. So <laughs> it's just a good movie. <laughs> excellent. Well, Infinity War was already mentioned, uh, so I will talk about the other superhero movie that I had on my list, and that was Deadpool 2. <laughs> Ooh. Now, the, the, now, Deadpool is not for everybody, and it's and it shouldn't be, and I think that's a good thing. I, I think that's one of the really great things that Marvel, and even expanded Marvel with Fox and the you know people that have 
the rights to some of the characters. They are doing these other movies that are not necessarily family friendly. Mm-hmm. I do think it's going to be very interesting to see this PG 13 version of Deadpool two that's coming out. I, I hopefully can see it in the theater, but Deadpool two, I saw this summer in the theater with like five people. Uh, <laughs> and it was, it's, it is different than the first one. I really like the first one. I like this one too. It's just very different. Mm. But it has what I consider the greatest in sequence to any comic book film I've seen ever, <laughs> period. Hands down, Ryan Reynolds, just winner take all. You know, he he did it. And congratulations to him. I hope they don't do another one, you know, because I think they, you know, you can burn it out. I have a feeling they will. Of course. But uh, Deadpool 2, like I said, not for everybody. It, it is uh, it, it is raunchy, and but it's funny. In a lot of places, it's got a lot of great one-liners where they they not only knock Marvel but they knock DC, they knock everybody. <laughs> uh, so if you if if you want to see everybody get skewered uh, in a comic book movie, then then it might be the one for you. But uh, but like I said, it was my other comic book movie on the list, and it was super fun. And again, the this PG thirteen one that's coming out apparently is shot to be like the Princess Bride. So I am super curious to see what that's going to be. That's, like. okay. that's, yeah, that sounds random. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Okay. They, they filmed they filmed scenes with Fred Savage, oh, where okay. he is in the bed as the kid again. Oh, you see? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that should be yeah. interesting. So, okay. So yeah, Once Upon a Deadpool is what they're calling it. So wow. it comes out. It's coming out right around Christmas, and it's only going to be out, I guess, for a few weeks. And the other cool thing, and you know, Ryan Reynolds gets a lot of grief sometimes, but. I believe it's a dollar from every ticket for this screen for the screenings of this movie are going to go to F cancer, which is a a, a charity that he's been very involved in. And uh, yeah. So anyway, well, enough Deadpool two talk because I might be the only one that had that. Michael, how about your next? <laughs> no, I admit I hadn't. See, I, I didn't see it this year, but um, it just seems like the, Ryan has just a ton of fun with that character. So I'm sure, like, I think he just he's almost it's almost more fun than work for him on that one. So yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, for me, it was this one's not new, but it was new to me. I um, I'm probably about a good year off for some of these movies, but I just saw Logan uh, probably a, a few months ago, honestly, and yeah, uh, that yeah, was yeah. just. Uh, nice. A uh, bit of a roller coaster for me. I just uh, having loved uh, Patrick Stewart as Professor X, you know, through most of those earlier movies, and then seeing this one was just kind of a bit of a heartbreaker in general. But then just kind of in in general, just kind of the older X Men. I I, um, I admit I didn't know that. I'm I'm sure that obviously there's comic probably a thread that feeds the older jet, you know, as they get older and et cetera. But uh, um, but that, it was just, it was really, it was really good. It was really gritty, uh, obviously more R rated than any of the other mo- movies that they've done, but, uh, was, didn't take away from it. I think it actually kind of fit the the theme that they were going for. And it was, uh, I really, I enjoyed it. It was, it was really good. I think he's the one character you could get away other than Deadpool. I think Wolverine is dead. You know, you could do a, a really adult Batman too, but mm. Wolver- that Logan had to be that. Yeah. I think yeah. it had to be that way. It was, it was a great, it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was definitely yeah. tough, but it was what I would consider, especially, and I'll nerd out for a minute on the eighties <laughs> comics, some of the, some of the eighties Wolverine miniseries mm-hmm. and stuff that was out then and read it at the time it, that, that fit that bill. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You know, I, <clears throat> for me, I think that Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is probably the most perfect comic book casting. That, mm-hmm. that I've seen it's just the guy 
just did great. And for what, almost yeah. 20 years that he played that character? I think at least 17 yeah. years or something like that. Almost 20. It, yeah, yeah, it's amazing. 20. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. He, he, he did a great job. He did. A, if he's listening, thank you. Thank you, Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's going to be hard like, to picture someone following him on that. Although I'm, I'm sure he listens to all these podcasts regularly. Uh, <laughs> Let's we, we will tweet him. him. When we post this. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we'll do a shout out. Hugh, shout call out. us. Totally. Hugh. Yeah, we're all about no, But seriously. Like, Join us on the next episode. <laughs> but just imagining someone trying to follow him in that role is going to be hard, period. You know, That's besides, obviously, be I know right. they did yeah. the 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 younger ones but still like it is just hard yeah, sure so. that's gonna be interesting to see who they get chris how about your next movie i'm gonna throw a shout out my friend to halloween with oh, uh, wow. jamie lee curtis yes 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 so uh just came out uh, for the halloween season Folks that follow me on the social media, on the Twitterverse, you know, and the Instagram, I'm a huge fan of Halloween, just the Halloween season. Um, I actually got to be a fan of those kind of those slasher movies back when I was in high school in the 90s, because that's when like those slasher movies, kind of the resurgence, like the Scream movies were coming out mm-hmm. and kind of uh, hit a lot of popularity. I know what you did last summer. So those movies were coming out. So in high school, I kind of found uh, that I was enjoying those. And they came out with one around that time. It was Halloween H2O. I don't know if you guys remember that when Jamie Lee Curtis had come back. I, I do, yeah. Mm-hmm. For the, and I thought it was – I don't know how it's aged. I haven't really watched it you know, recently, and I don't know if it's still as good as – but I thought back then when I saw it, it was, it was pretty good. But I thought they did a – have you guys seen it? Not, I haven't seen this seen most it? recent no. one, no. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I am not a horror movie guy no, at all. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, 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 I do like me. horror movies, but I haven't seen this one. I, I'm with Lorena. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's yeah, not my <laughs> stick with Meryl Streep. I'm not doing the Halloween. Uh, you know, I uh, I'm, I can't deal with the uh, like the really spooky, like supernatural, scary movies. I think the closest I want to get to that is Ghostbusters. That's about as supernatural as I want to get. Um, but like the slasher kind of stuff. I mean, I don't. They're okay. But this was really well done. If you do like those kind of movies, they. Jamie Lee Curtis was great. Uh, a lot of folks did really good performances in there. Scary as hell, right? I mean, I jumped out of my seat. I don't know how many times closed my eyes and my heart was. Re- I'll I'll go to watch these movies and then I'll be sitting there thinking, why did I come to this? Because I'm I'm not I'm not having fun. I'm kind of suffering right now. I mean, my eyes are closed. My heart is racing. Uh, but then after, I'm like, well, I had a good time. You know, that was that was great. So I'll throw a shout out for. Um, for Halloween and to Jamie Lee Curtis, if she's listening to. <laughs> All right, Lorena, what's your, what's your last movie? So um, with the superhero theme, Wonder Woman, that came out last year, but I finally saw it yeah. this year. Nice. Yes. Um, Excellent. I was, I'm not a big superhero fan. My boyfriend's the one who enjoys all the DC and Marvel movies. I just go because he wants to see them. But with Wonder Woman, I was the one who was very into the movie. And he, I mean, he liked it and everything, but I was like, wow, this is amazing. This, you know, I was just mm-hmm. so excited to see like a woman, you know, saved a day for once. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so I just really loved it. And Gal Gadot, she is an amazing actress. Uh, I, uh, I had only seen her in like, other movies in the past but i can't even like name one right now i i mean her face was you know familiar and whatnot but here she totally killed it she nailed the character perfectly so she was great in the, the uh, fast mm. and the furious movies she was in she, she did a really yes. really good job in those then, yeah. yeah she was in there now that i think about it yeah she i was. totally didn't realize that she was in those yeah okay <laughs> she was yeah. yeah she was she was great yeah. giselle i think was her character okay yeah no no she was great in yeah in one i, I agree 
Wonder Woman for me is the best DC movie so far. Well, right. The bar is the bar. Is whatever low, that's worth. That's my. It, yeah, yeah, it's not very. High. It, it's yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, it is certainly a, a bar, but no, I, I really, really enjoyed it when it came out, and I'm curious yeah. to see the next one is actually based in 1984. Oh, so that'll yes, be kind of that, interesting yeah. to see. So you jump from World War, you know, from World War One, right? Because when it like mm-hmm. 1910 or 15, yeah, it was, yeah. it's going to jump to 1984, which will be fun. But that doesn't come out till 2020, so we don't. Or at least, oh, I, I mean, it's filming. Now. That's right. We, we have to. We have. And Kristen Wiig is the villain, I think. She is. Yeah, she's oh, wow. she's playing That'll Cheetah. I think that's interesting. Cheetah. So yeah, Cheetah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. her. She's she's amazing. I, I I think they just wanted to dress up in eighties fashion for uh, a movie. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody that grew up in that time of fashion, I have no problem with it. <laughs> no, me, me neither. I did as well, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've talked about all my movies because I had, you know, I had Deadpool 2, Infinity War, and Pacific Rim. So for those of you that ha- weren't really following me in the past, you know, I like big, dumb fun. That's my thing. So, uh, Michael, how about your, how about your uh, last movie? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of stick with, I guess, Chris's uh, theme for uh, horror, although mine is kind of supernatural. I actually saw It uh, not long ago. I, I'm, I got a little yes. behind. But oh, they, uh, man, that's great. <laughs> oh, thank you. I, nope, I, uh, nope. I love, I love the book, I, no. I admit. And um, I actually reread the book before uh, earlier in the year, knowing that it had come out again. So, and I read it like forever ago. Uh, So I reread it and got creeped out all over again. And then, um, then watched the movie and uh, they did a, they did a good job. It was, it was really well done. It was, uh, they, you know, scared. I mean, obviously, I don't know, it's a tome to begin with. So you can't, you know, fit everything in there, which is just fine. But they hit the uh, creepy clown, you know, perfectly as always. And um, you can't go wrong with that. And uh, Pennywise and, uh, the kids, kids did a good job. They had one of the uh, kids from Stranger Things um, was mm-hmm. in it, uh, so it was just yeah, it was per- it was real good. So they did a good job, and they're gonna do a se- the second half of it, I think next year, maybe the year after, but uh, as adults. So it should be should be interesting to see how that how they, you know, come full circle on it. So. I have to say, I saw more Pennywise cosplay at comic book conventions this year. <laughs> oh god! And oh, they god. all just creep me out. Oh, they just god. creep me. Oh yeah, they creep me out. I it's not my thing. No, but no. I will say, I did watch that. It in what was in I guess in like 1990 or whenever it yes, was out. Yes, with yeah. Tim Curry. Tim Curry and yeah. for a TV movie that movie, and I was I think I was in high school. That thing scared me. Just oh. Uh, Oh, until the end, and the ending was the ending was so stupid. Oh no! (laughs) I spent four hours of my life to get to a big dumb spider. (laughs) Spider, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I Uh, thought the new it was was great. I I thought the new guy did a great job. I don't know if it's just nostalgia, but I thought the Tim Curry Pennywise still is just spooky as hell. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's hard to hard to it's yeah. So, but it was. I thought it was really, really. That's one of those movies. Just from the minute, like the Warner Brothers logo hit, because mm-hmm. I was on the fence about that one. Because again, I don't like the kind of supernatural stuff. But a bunch of my buddies right. were going like the early Thursday preview, and I was like, all right, you know, I don't want to be a party <laughs> pooper. I'll go. You know, and I, I have an affinity for the original, so I was like, I'll, yeah. I'll go see this one. And the minute the Warner Brothers logo hit, and it was like the. There's like a creepy kid like singing some really creepy song and you uh-huh. see a red balloon float up and I just thought, what am I doing here? <laughs> but, it, but it turned out to be really good. And and I and I, don't, I don't know, Michael, I mean, if you if what your thoughts are, I don't know if it was as scary as I thought it was. It was just a really good story, I thought. You know, it, was it was almost a good like story. a drama mm-hmm. that happened to have a, a creepy clown in it rather than a monster movie. <laughs> like the, the clown was almost like secondary to it. 
I agree. And I think that actually, to, in some ways, it was a little bit more uh, true to the book because it really is more of a character story with okay. that had this incredibly yeah. creepy undertone of like this town that ha- everything goes yeah, wrong. The town was messed evil, up. evil spirit and blah, blah, blah. But like, I mean, now, I mean, it still ended, you know, but and it had some good jumps and, cre- you know, and, and scares to it. Oh, no but, doubt. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. 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 But, uh, but, uh, but definitely they did a good job fleshing out the, the kids' characters on there, which was good. So, yeah. absolutely. Good choice, man. All right, Chris, your last movie. So I did the three. I did the Avengers, uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, and then uh, Halloween. But I'll throw a shout out for Black Panther. That was just fantastic. Probably uh, top three Marvel movies for me. That one, I don't know if you guys saw that one, but that was just so good. Another one I missed yeah. in the theater, saw it at home and just thought after it was over, I just thought, wow, that just kicked so much ass. That was great. I caught it on Netflix. Uh, yeah. It was. It did was you very like it? Good. I did. Yeah. yeah. It, it. You know. I, unfortunately, I think with the superhero movies, it's especially with characters when they're introducing them. You know, like Doctor Strange, Black Panther. So often, it feels by the numbers, right? Like you okay. know, the, yeah. I mean, Marvel's got a formula, but oh, I yeah. thought Black Panther did not. It, it was not a formula like some of the other ones. Like you know, I felt like Doctor Strange was too much like Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I didn't really like drunk Dr. guy Strange, that kind of yeah. thing. But it, yeah. anyhow, no, I mean it was it was really well done. The music was really cool. Yeah, uh, it I was. think you know it made it a lot was. of money. So we'll we'll get another one. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I mean it was, one. He's it was fun. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just also like the the just the the visuals of like the air, like where they were and things like that. And I thought it was it was different. It's not it wasn't all just city like you know and and I don't know New York getting blown up again or something like you know what I mean like it was I mean they had that parts to it but it wasn't all that I thought that was really good so, yeah. yeah it was a beautiful movie I thought it maybe helped having him introduced in Civil War so f- some folks were familiar with him already they didn't have to go like a full origin story so I thought mm, that was exactly good. exactly yeah great well that was that was great I think I picked up some recommendations and I hopefully the listeners do too so we're gonna jump over now to television and. Michael, you're up first. All right. Um, so I'm going to say, you know, I uh, all all of mine are not network versions. They're all streaming of some sort, which is which is good. But uh, the uh, Jack Ryan, that the the, show, the Amazon series that came out, I think it was August or so that uh, they had been teeing that up all year, really. But uh, it came out and I, I wasn't sure if I was going to like Jim from the office as Jack Ryan. I wasn't sure if I was going to buy him, him. <laughs> but he did a he did a he did a phenomenal job, even though he did still have that weird look that he gives the camera sometimes, even though he didn't give the camera. But he, but, uh, but no, but he I mean, he nailed it. The, the show itself, I thought was you know it was a lot of these action kind of stop the you know terrorist kind of themes is is a little formula you know has a formula to it but at the same time I, the story was great it actually um kept kept me on the edge of my seat on you know show to show and it was good so i definitely would recommend that if, if you guys hadn't seen it cool chris uh so i don't watch too much television traditionally but i do play uh a lot of video games on the television so i'm going to talk more about the video games rather than traditional (laughs) television programming first one that gets a shout out is spider-man on playstation 4 are any of you gamers anybody i know john didn't get a chance to play it but anybody else get to any play games or anything like that no am i the only one no, no problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Though. Someone in the audience is going, Chris. Like I know, Chris, they're so excited you're doing they're this. They're yelling Chris. in their I'm car right now, saying, "I'm living, I'm living vicariously through you, my friend." Yes, sir. 
<laughs> I tell you what, guys, this this game on PlayStation Four, Spider Man, I couldn't wait to get it. Got it. It's one of those games, especially nowadays, where I don't have as much time as I would have liked to play games as much. A game has to be really good to hook me, and this one was just where I'm, you know, if I put my son to bed and then I'm up until like 2.30 in the morning playing this, you know, and it's just, and then wake up for work at five <laughs> o'clock the next day, maybe sneak out of the office again early because I just can't wait to get home and play this. It's just one of the best Spider-Man stories I have ever experienced, whether in print or on the big screen. Um, at the very least, if you guys aren't gamers, you can go on uh, to YouTube and you can see all the cutscenes. And basically, there's some folks out there that cut all the cutscenes together and you can basically watch it as a movie and see all the major huh. plot points. But huh, I had sure. tears in my eyes by the end of this. And that hadn't happened to me since the end of Spider-Man 2 back in 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, and it it was just the, the voice acting was great. The portrayals of the characters were were on on point the the villains everything um so check it out if 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 anything go on youtube watch the the cut scenes on there if you're not a gamer if you are a gamer haven't played it check it out for sure lorena how about your first show so um i'm actually a little bit obsessed with doctor shows so <laughs> um one of the ones i discovered was the good doctor which is about like a young surgeon mm. who's also mm -hmm. autistic and it's with freddie highmore and i just like the acting in there um i you know you there's like uh there's like two sides of the story where you're rooting for him because i mean he's autistic and he has these um these strengths that um you know not everyone has but on the other side you're also a little bit uh, cringing sometimes when he makes irrational decisions or what seems irrational to us um so it's you know it's very you know very doctory drama you know it's very stereotypical but still i like the whole um putting something different which is like you know a surgeon with autism so yeah i've seen a couple of those episodes it is it's a real it is it's kind of his yeah he, he nails it because he's off-putting enough but it's at the same time like it's it is a good show so yeah no, it's cool well, my first move, my first show, I'm already talking about movies. My first show is uh, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, which the first season came out last year, but the new season came out just a few days ago. Here we're here in early December. This show is phenomenal and it won all kinds of awards. It's about a, a, a woman in the 50s who uh, is getting divorced and wants to become a stand up comedian and all the kind of misadventures that she has struggling to balance having children and, and going through the divorce, her parents and his parents are still trying to keep them together. It's beautifully shot. It's funny. It's from the, the folks that did um, Gilmore girls. If you haven't watched this and you like it, it's comedy, but it's not slapstick, dumb comedy, but really smart humor, uh, great sets and colors and scenery. Mrs. Maisel. It's just absolutely beautiful. It's on Amazon. And I highly recommend it. See, you mentioned Gilmore Girls, and um, you know, I'm sold. Like, I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. There you go. Michael, how about your next show? All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of stick with the creepy uh, genre and the Haunting of Hill House, which uh, came out, uh, was right around in time for Halloween. Uh, it was a Netflix show. Um, uh, it was just phenomenal. I, 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 I don't know. I saw, I don't know if you saw a lot of people talking about it on Twitter and other sort of various mediums, but, uh, it was again, not, uh, not super horror horror. It was more creepy slash intense, uh, good character drama, this family mm -hmm. and 
how they started as kids in this house. And then suddenly a bit, most of it's flashbacks about now that they're adults and how they're dealing with these different uh, kind of, I guess, PTSD from, for being in this house as, as children for a period of time and the family portions of it. Plus there is a supernatural edge to it. Um, it was just, it was phenomenal. Like I, it was one of those things where I would be up till like way early in the morning uh, watching it. And then of course, regretting it, not only because it was, I had no sleep, but also because I was watching this late at night and it was, I could hear every noise in the house after that. But, um, <laughs> but did, did you pass out at any point? Cause wasn't that the thing is it was freaking everybody out. Yeah. They said I, I it was like the scariest I, thing ever. It was. And I had, I did hear that and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't even pinpoint a point other than one jump that got me that I can't imagine people were truly like passing out because of it. But Hey, I don't know. Some people, sh I guess maybe didn't know what they were getting into. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, uh, but yeah, no, it was it was really good, and I I would uh, definitely recommend um, recommend. <laughs> Very cool, Chris. Uh, I know it's not a show. How about the next game? <laughs> it is not a show, sir. It is another game. We have God of War on PlayStation Four. This it's a pretty brutal game. It's it's pretty gory. It's not for younger ages. Uh, there is the latest chapter in a series that I think it started on. PlayStation 2, and then they had uh, through God of War 3 that was on PlayStation 3. Now they just did this one. Again, great action game, but it is pretty brutal, so it's not for, for younger audiences. But at the, the core of the story, if you guys just want to Google it, you see like the cover art of the game is, is a father and a son. And so really the story, the, the heart of it, I was really surprised because the other chapters back you know on PlayStation 2 and 3, they were, they were really just kind of just straight up action games. And the, there was a great story about Greek gods and all this stuff, but the story was, was not really well fleshed out. I thought it was just a, just, you know, just a kind of a, you know, action game, almost kind of like John was talking about uh, Pacific Rim uprising kind of, just, it's just, you're just going in to have fun. You're not really going into, you know, be blown away by the story or anything like that. This one has a really, really great story, a lot of great direction, the writing in it and the, the story between the father and the son and the bond they kind of have by the end. Cause at the beginning, there's a lot of friction between them. The mother has just passed away. The, the first part of the game is if I'm not mistaken is that they, they have to bury the mother or they're taking her to where her final resting place is going to be. If I remember, it's been, it's been a, a little bit since I played it, but so it's a really emotional game. So uh, if there's any gamers out there, if you haven't played it, check it out for sure. God of war, PlayStation four. It just won uh, if I, one more thing. They had the game of the year awards and I think it won game of the year. If I'm not mistaken. Hmm. Very cool. You're trying to get this show sponsored by Sony PlayStation. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I see how you Sony, work. Chris. Call us. Call us right now, Sony. We're, ta look, we're tagging you. Jackman, Jackman you too, put in Sony. a good word for us or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Hugh Jackman. Call me, man. I'll put my email out there. Email me. <laughs> All right, Lorena, how about your next show? Um, so, or is it a game? Uh, no, it's not a game. Definitely not a game or so. <laughs> <laughs> is it a game? <laughs> no. I stopped, playing, I stopped playing video games um, after Nintendo GameCube, so... That'll tell you a lot about me. Well, that was a great system, though. <laughs> it was. It was. I agree. Um, um, but uh, my next show is American Crime Story. So this uh, season, like they do every season, they do a different like 
prime, I guess. So last season was oh, the OJ, OJ Simpson trials. This time was the assassination of Yanni Versace. And I was really excited about this season specifically because Ricky Martin was, you know, part of it. And uh, Oh, boy. As, yeah, oh. So I, was, I was fangirling, of course. Um, but other than that, there was also Penelope Cruz <laughs> and um, Darren Chris from um, Glee. So it was like a really interesting, interesting. cast. Um, okay. Huh. And I yeah. did not know anything about his assassination. I mean, I knew he was assassinated, but I did not know the ins and outs of it because I was a child when this happened. So I was really mm. excited to see this movie just because of the Ricky Martin factor. So that'll tell you a lot about me. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. I, I, you know, they did such a good job on the OJ one. I didn't, but I missed this one. I, I have to take a look, see if I can catch it. That's interesting. It, I liked it. I mean, honestly, I mean, you know, uh, uh, I like this one more. I think it was a little bit more like, uh, creepy i guess it was like a creepier story so mm-hmm. i liked it more i was more interested in it so cool well i'm, I'm gonna totally change gears uh, with my <laughs> next show uh, it's a netflix original called somebody feed phil and <laughs> phil rosenthal was the uh, creator and writer on uh, everybody loves raymond he did a movie called exporting raymond it was when he went to russia to help them write the Russian version of everybody loves Raymond. So I've been watching this guy for a long time. He's super funny. And he, look, now I also acknowledge he is a hundred, 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 hundred millionaire big. He's got a lot of money. He's made a lot of money. (laughs) But this show is all about him traveling the world and eating and tying culture (laughs) and food. And so it's not like, you know, it's not like this. (laughs) No, no. Yeah. So it's not like Anthony Bourdain or, or, or Andrew Zimmern and those guys that are chefs, cooks, you know, people, this guy is just like, no, I like to eat and he's got no cooking background, but it is one of the most beautifully (laughs) shot shows you're ever going to see for a travel show. It's shot in the highest definition, 4k element OP, whatever kind of cameras they have. It's Mm -hmm. beautifully shot. And there are some just very, very beautiful moments of humanity and I think and with the world that we're in now and all the bad stuff going on, which obviously this shows about the really good stuff for us, there are some scenes where he's just with people and the human, you know, the, the fact that it doesn't matter where you're from, that, you know, he's he what he tries to do with the show is you can bond over things like food and you can learn somebody's you know culture and their family and engage with this. You don't have to speak the language. But if sharing a table and sharing a meal, there's a lot of power in that. And so this show really hits me in all the right spots. It, it, it's This is the second season just came out on Netflix. Uh, but again, it's called Somebody Feed Phil. And again, there are a lot, of, a lot of eating shows, travel shows out there. This one has a very different bent only because the guy that does it is just, even though he's not a normal guy from the fact he's got a lot of money, it's just some dude who likes to travel and likes to eat and he tells dad jokes, which as a dad, I appreciate. Too, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I appreciate dad jokes. That sounds good. That actually sounds like a really good show. Yeah. Michael, your last, uh, your last show. All right. Um, I, you know, for me, it was, uh, I enjoyed lost in space. It was, uh, Netflix did that, um, earlier this year. I know it seems like it was probably more than a year ago, but it wasn't. Um, and I just, I, I liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was, uh, you know, obviously I liked the, they had a little bit more family, uh, true family dynamic that wasn't necessarily in, uh, you know, obviously the show, the, the really old show. And then the, 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 I guess, whatever, whenever the movie came out that with, uh, Joey from friends. Um, but, um, <laughs> I, but I, you know, I also like the fact that, uh, if you haven't seen it, they made kind of Dr. Smith, a, a female and 
and that was a cool twist. Uh, it was just, uh, and it definitely was more than just this, you know, five people on a planet. They actually, you know, had a lot more interaction going on with people. And, and obviously they left it in a bit of a cliffhanger. I'm not sure if they're actually going to make another one. I, I think I, I, I don't know how well it was received, uh, overall, but I really enjoyed it. I, I would recommend it if, it, if, uh, if it's something you guys haven't seen. So Nice. I, I will be the one to admit I saw the 1998 movie on the first night. Opening I night. Saw in the th- Friday I night saw night in the later. theater too. I remember seeing it. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I own the soundtrack. It's got an orchestral soundtrack and like yeah. a dance, like EDM, you know, like Fatboy yeah. Slim and some of these bands from the <laughs> it was really, late 90s are on it. It was very it. 90s. Yes, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally. <laughs> It does not hold up at all. No, no, no. It does not hold up. <laughs> all right, Chris. Well, your uh, your PlayStation sponsorship continue. Your, well, I guess your last chance to get your PlayStation scholarship. Well, let's continue with the PlayStation, <laughs> the shilling for PlayStation. I uh, Actually, the, the next game I'm going to talk about, I'm going to save until we get to the uh, – top event item category of the pod because there is another game that came out this year but i want to save that one john might know what this one is because we're friends on facebook and he's he's probably seen me talk about it a lot and from the interview we had on hr social hour but i'm going to talk about that one a little bit there this is a tv show though it's not a new one but it's still ongoing and it's pretty much the only show on network tv that has kept my attention throughout these years and it's modern family i don't know if you guys have watched modern oh, family at all over on, oh yeah on yeah. abc mm-hmm. yep yes it is still going strong and there's been a lot of shows like I mentioned back, yeah, I mentioned back on the social hour when I was on there that Married with Children is, uh, along with Chuck, are my favorite shows of all time. But even for those shows, I felt like after a while, it was like, all right, it's probably time for you guys to go because it's just not as good as it used to, you know. This one, I think, I don't know what they're on, season eight or nine or whatever it is, but I I still get a kick out of it. I, I, I make a point every week. I DVR it. When I get a chance to watch it, I still get a kick out of it. So I definitely want to throw a shout out for that. That I, I um I think the quality is still great, and I think it's a testament to the to the actors and the the characters and uh, the writing and everything. So it's uh, they're still doing good stuff over there. So if uh, you haven't seen Modern Family, go check it out or, or um, reconnect with it. Yeah, actually, Gloria is like my favorite character ever. <laughs> so she's fantastic. <laughs> they're just it's just a fun show, you know. I, I love the and you know there's the, the story of the the family, and there's always kind of some sort of. Uh, I don't know, like a moral of the story at the end, it, you know, the, the, the trials and challenges of a, of a modern family. I think there's a, I think there's a lot of good to come from it. And it's just still funny as hell. I mean, they do a good job with it. So uh, they're still doing a good job. Okay. Lorena, you're in your last show. Um, so actually mom, well, mom came out in 2013, but I discovered it recently. Um, it's with Anna Ferris, and I forget um, who plays her mom's character, but anyways, it's a really, it's like a half hour comedy show. So it's sort of like sitcom and it's basically, they are both recovering alcoholics and, you know, um, Anna Ferris's character kind of, um, is always, she has this resentment to her mother because her childhood was not the best. And it's just funny how they interact. And then Anna Ferris has children of her own and how they interact with their grandmother. It's just a funny show and, you know, all in all. 
Excellent. Well, my last show, I, I'm a little surprised, Lorraine. I thought you might mention it too, but I, my last show or it was the I good place. I was leaving it to you. I was leaving that show <laughs> to you because I knew you were going to mention it. <laughs> so the good place has been the good place has had quite a bit of conversation amongst some HR folks on on Facebook and on Twitter mm -hmm. this year. It, phenomenally written show. It's from the creator of Parks and Recreation, which is one of my favorites of all time, and mm -hmm. it's all about these people that have passed away and they go to the afterlife and it's basically the construct is they think they're the good people. And are they, are they really in the bad place? It is just an amazingly written show. A lot of philosophical with, it's not religious, but mm -hmm. it's very philosophical. It's about right and wrong, good and evil. Mm-hmm. Some crazy visual stuff like they the this because they basically, you know, the, the in the afterlife, it's whatever you were here. That's what you have there. And so everybody's house is unique. And, you know, that some of the kooky things they do, like the town will have like all ice cream stores and then it's like all pizza stop shops and all these different things. But it's just a brilliantly written show. It's in its third season right now. The first two seasons are on Netflix. That's where I found it. Mm -hmm. And I guess kind of what sealed it for me is Ted Danson is on it and right. doing some of the best acting he's done in years. And there is a, a scene in one episode where he's tending bar and it hit me <laughs> hard because I'm a huge Cheers fan. Oh man. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. I'm a huge Cheers fan. And when he was, he had the, he had a, a, Towel on his shoulder, his and shoulder. it was just like seeing uh, Sam Malone. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Thirty years later, yeah. If you haven't seen the Good Place, it's great. It has an affiliated podcast that I'm not going to talk in my music section because I'm not. I, I don't. I cut the cord years ago, so we watch it when it's in streaming somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So I I have stopped listening to the podcast because it's in real time, and they will interview actors, producers, writers from the show. Basically, right after the episode comes out, a podcast comes out. So if you watch the show and haven't listened to the podcast, do because it'll give you a even better perspective on the show. But if you haven't and if you like smart, smart written things that are a little off kilter because it is a it's a interesting perspective. When I've watched the first show, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to get into this. And I was I just had so much fun right from the beginning. Huh. Highly recommend The Good Place. Awesome. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. It's really good. We said audio for the next thing because it, for me, I'm definitely podcast driven these days, mm -hmm. but there are, there's music, there are albums, there's different things out. So uh, first up on music, we've got our audio, Mr. Orozco. What about you? Yes, sir. So uh, there's a, a, a company, it's called kind of funny. Um, they are a group of guys. They used to work for, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. It's a website called IGN. It's a huge, I don't know if it's the largest video game news website. It might be, but it's, it's, it's pretty big. And a couple of years ago, they broke off. I remember one morning it just said, hey, we quit our jobs at IGN and we're starting our own thing. And I just thought, wow, that's really scary and courageous and all these things. And they've built it up where they have different podcasts and they're doing really, really well. And so I, I love the, their story that they first had the courage to leave these good gigs that they had and, and believed in, that, hey, we could do this on our own and kind of do some different stuff. So 
Uh, I want to throw a shout out for them. Uh, kind of funny. They have different shows. They have uh, the morning show. I'll sometimes play it on YouTube in my office in the morning and just kind of listen to it. They, and it's kind of like this where they just talk about the pop culture news of the day and stuff like that. And then they have the games cast where they talk about video game news and stuff like that. So um, I'm, I'm really proud of their story. They, they've that they took a leap of faith and, and they made it happen. So shout out to those guys at Kind of Funny. Check them out. Cool. Lorena. So um, uh, uh, this is the only time I'm going to mention an album in audio. So A Star is Born soundtrack. So going back to my favorite okay. movie yes. this year. There you go. The yes. album is amazing. Um, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Lady Gaga fan at all. Um, actually, I, I mean, her music is not my style, but it's very refreshing to see her and hear her um, uh you know sing a different type of music more it's like kind of it's pop but there's also like a rock uh like a rock type of thing going on so it's like pop rock mm. in a sense and then again bradley cooper's voice i think his inspiration was actually sam elliott so um you know it's a pretty amazing uh album and the song shallow if you haven't heard it you should listen to it it's really good and is that lady gaga singing that um with bradley cooper so with bradley yeah. cooper cool yes okay yes. I'm going to be talking podcasts the whole time. That shouldn't be a shock to anybody. Uh, the first one, the first one I discovered this year, it's been out for a little longer than a year, but it's called Tales from the Pits. And it is a barbecue show out of Texas. Huh. And it's two guys that run, uh, run a barbecue catering company. And they literally travel all over the state and they interview the top pit masters. They go to the places that, Texas Monthly, which is a magazine uh, there that does a top 50 barbecue restaurants every, I think every other year, maybe every year. Somebody in Texas, if I'm wrong, I apologize. They do that. They go to the top 50 restaurants. They try all the different things. They talk about what they eat. They just literally, they'll sit in the car and they, as they road trip and they'll hit four or five restaurants in a day, they just record. So it's stream of consciousness, talking about food, talking about equipment. So you, if you were interested in smokers and off off barrels and all this kind of kooky stuff like I am because I like food and those of you who know me know that tales from the pitch you cannot get much better when it comes to something so specific like Texas barbecue all right nice. Michael you're up all right um so staying with on the podcast theme because I'm also heavily on listening on the podcast rotation I actually just discovered uh a new one recently. It's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And uh, Yes. Oh, um, I've heard of this. Yes. And he's, uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of, obviously, someone interviews, someone podcasts out there. But uh, he, he does, he sits down and, and basically the, the premise, quote unquote, is he's had all these guests on his show. And uh, but he wants to know are like, can we actually be friends? Like, you know, let's talk about what we about stuff and see if we actually could be friends in real life. And of course, you know, it's all t a lot of it's tongue in cheek. Like he had Will Ferrell on for his first one, which was hilarious. The two of them, like it wasn't <laughs> it, like they both just talked as somewhat normal. But like, I mean, Will Ferrell's hilarious to begin with. And then you throw the two of them together is great. And they had, he had Kristen Bell on uh, secondly. And, and so there's only like three or four episodes out only. So it just started. But um, it is funny. He's uh, I I don't always get watched. Well, since we cut the court, I don't really watch Conan anymore on his show. but. Uh, um, I, I always enjoyed him, you know, when he was on, uh, when I did see him on TV. So this was just fun. To, it's fun to listen yeah. to. So, yeah. It's a great show. And it's interesting to hear him not have a television, not to be bound to a television. Yes. Yeah. Timing. Mm -hmm. And it, the, I love the premise of the, it yep. really is. I yep. don't have any real friends. Could I be friends with some of these people? <laughs> yep. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really? 
and he he admits it. And they, t- <laughs> no, they no, he's they like, really yeah, he's like, yeah, I don't yeah. have any friends. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and he talks about he's distant, and it yep. gets a bit philosophical. No, I'm, I'm Michael, I'm with you. It's a it's a tremendous show. I I was yeah. really excited when I heard it was coming, and then yeah, I think it launched about a month ago now, and it, it, yeah. it's great. It really yeah, is great. Absolutely, I'll check that out. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, Chris. Next up. I already mentioned this uh, in the TV, but the soundtrack for Spider-Man PlayStation 4, uh, <laughs> the movie. So, yeah, no, listening to this, I'm not kidding you guys. I want to throw on a Spider-Man costume and go fight crime. It is that good. I wow. don't know if I have the physical dexterity to pull it off, but I, I would give it a good shot. You know, it's a. Uh, it's just so a lot of the movies, the Danny Elfman one kind of stays with me. The, I don't know if you guys remember from the original, mm-hmm. the Sam Raimi uh, right. trilogy and Danny Elfman did, did the music for the first two, I think. But mm-hmm. that theme, it was really, really good. And then they had the last two Spider-Man movies, the Amazing Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. And I think the track for the first one was was pretty good. The second mm-hmm. Amazing Spider-Man 2 was god awful. Um, but this one the soundtrack uh, so give you guys any time in the game that you swing through new york um the minute you just jump off a building and you're hitting the controller and you're spinning and swinging through new york this track hits and it's just this really really glorious just like it just gets you pumped and you're just swinging up and down and doing tricks and it's just like you know what i think i could do this i think i could go fight crime if i just put this you know this track on my ipod or my iphone and just go out there and it's just super super good so uh shout out to uh i don't know who the composer was but they did a good job with the soundtrack for that game Awesome. Chris, when you start the Spider-Man podcast, you're going to do. I want to be your I, first guest. Yeah, seriously, I'm like <laughs> Michael. Yeah, I'm not gonna be my the, the, the Sony Playstations that are going to be bought as because of this uh, uh, this podcast is amazing. So. John, when I have my own PlayStation podcast, I want you to be my co-host, sir. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh Someday. boy! Oh boy! <laughs> All right, Lorena. How, you said you had you just talked one album. What's up next? I really am obsessed right now with Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard. Um, that's a podcast. Um, he basically um, interviews people in the, inter- in the entertainment industry, talks about, you know, life experiences, a little bit about their current and previous projects. But it's kind of like a relaxed conversation. Um, he does talk about his journey as a recovering drug addict and whatnot. So that's pretty interesting, too. And then I think it's once a month. I might be wrong about that. He has like a special ep- episode called Experts on Experts. And he basically, um, you know, interviews people who are like uh, book authors, doctors, um, you know, very knowledgeable people about their lives. So he interviewed Brene Brown um, recently, which I was really excited about because wow. she's going to actually be a keynote speaker in term 19. So, you know, it's a really good uh, podcast. You're going to laugh a lot, but at the same time, you learn a lot from it. So. Mm. Well, okay. I, I listened to the one you told me to listen to. I listened to a like couple. It? I think you said, you, yeah, I did. I, <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a great interviewer. Did you like? It? <laughs> no, he, he is though. I, surprisingly, he is a great. He he does a really. Yeah. He's very laid back, and he he interviews really well. So no, I, I'm I'm with you there. Awesome. Well, my my second show I discovered this year, it, and it's it came out last year as well. It's called Cocaine and Rhinestones, and it's it, it, <laughs> it's right. a, you know, yeah. So now it's an academic, almost academic review of 
country western music in the 20th century. Oh wow! And it the guy who does it, his name is Tyler Coe, and. For some of you listening that may recognize the last name Coe, he's David Allen Coe's son. I, I was going to ask if there was so, a relation. Yeah, okay. yeah. So when Tyler Coe was Tyler 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 Mayhan Coe, when Tyler Mayhan Coe was fifteen, his dad took him out of school and made him his guitar player in his band. Wow! So he toured. He toured with his dad for almost uh, fifteen years, something like that. Like almost till he was thirty. And several years ago, they had a falling out on tour, and they have not spoken since. Wow. And so he he did this show. So here's this guy who I think he now has some type of GED or something, but barely got out of high school, who researches the history of country music and has put out these, I think the first season is eight episodes. Some of the most researched stuff I've ever heard. It is, it, to me, it's fascinating as a fan of music in general, and especially to listen to this guy who lived it. And, and the reason he's telling some of the stories he's telling is he's heard these stories on the road. He's heard them from his dad. He's heard them from other musicians. He's in the Nashville area. It is a fascinating, fascinating show. Again, especially if you're into country music, the Buck Owens, there's two Buck Owens episodes, just mind blowing in terms of the quality mm. and the research and that he is, he, he, and at the end of each show, he does footnotes and he explains what he read Wow. We talk to all these things. So it's a deep dive. If if you enjoy if you enjoy thought out, well researched stuff, and, and if you're if you have any interest in country music, cocaine and rhinestones. On the flip side, he has another show that he does when he's drunk and stoned, apparently with a friend of his, and it's called Your Favorite Band's Your Favorite Band Your Favorite Band Sucks. There you go. And every episode every episode, all they do is bag on and like this ought to give you a perspective. The first episode was called "The Beatles Suck," and they have you name the band. They've done they've done these shows. So he goes from this like hour long, hour and hour twenty minute long thought out production to here's a thirty minute show about why your favorite band sucks, and if you listen to them, you suck. So it's really funny. Start with cocaine, <laughs> right? To them, you and then check out your favorite band. That's awesome. But yeah, kind of kind of a double double shot there, but great, yeah. great, great stuff. Um, awesome. I'll have to check that so, one out. How about you, Michael? Uh, all right. Um, going to uh, also kind of another podcast. Um, how did this get made? I don't know if any of you have listened to this. This yes. is uh, Paul Shear, his mm. wife, and and um, uh, they also and another. They usually have guests. They do a lot of live shows that they'll record, and they basically pick basically bad movies. Although you know it's all subjective. Uh, they you know they a lot of them tend to be in the. 80s or and 90s that you know I would argue might be okay well, I'd be pretty decent but and then they basically um, rag on it and 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 critique it and and have a lot of fun with it um, especially when they have the uh, the my my favorite part is after they kind of dig on it they then read some of the five star reviews that are on Amazon for it and it's just hilarious usually <laughs> like how people like talk about how much they love the film that generally speaking you know you would be like yeah that that and yeah, maybe a three star if you're lucky you know whatever. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's hilarious. Uh, they do a great job. It's, um, uh, yeah, they, uh, they just actually just did the, uh, usually they do some older stuff. They just actually did a, a recent one with, um, I think it was with Conan O'Brien, although it might've been with someone else, uh, on the rocks, uh, skyscraper, the movie, the skyscraper that just came out with the rock on it and, and how just like crazy <laughs> that was and, and whatever. And, uh, they even critiqued it to like Die Hard and how like Die Hard's good compared to that, you know, that sort of thing and stuff like that. So it was actually pretty fun. So um, it's a fun laugh. Uh, I enjoy it. So, absolutely. Excellent. 
That sounds good. All right, Chris, uh, your last uh, choice in the audio category. Yeah, John, I'm going to cheat a little bit and save my last choice for audio when I talk about my top event item category. It directly ties in with that. You, you're a rule breaker, you're, man. You're, you just love you just love breaking the rules. Renegade, brother. You're I'm gonna remember this, that. I'm you're, taking you're notes. setting up this event like it's a it's a big event because everything's tying into it. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't want to get everybody's hopes up that it's this really big, big thing. Like, gosh, what's Chris going to talk about when I talk about it? Like, gosh, that was it. But it it directly ties in the the music from the game is something I've been listening to religiously. And so it directly ties in with my top event item. So that's kind of why I'm going to hesitate and wait to talk about till we get to the next category. Okay. All right. How about you, Lorena? Then what's your what's your last choice here? Um. So, um, how stuff works has a bunch of um podcasts, but right now I'm really into one called Committed. Um, it's with Yo Piazza, who is an author. She's nonfiction and fiction and author. And basically, what she does with Committed is she is traveling around. I think it's around the world, um, visiting va- uh, people who have relationships that are very unconventional, like um. You hear about someone who, you know, they, they were running the Boston Marathon together and when the when the bomb happened and how their lives changed completely and how their relationship went from, you know, being newlyweds seven months into, a, you know, a marriage and how their lives changed is like a whole 180 on them. And um, they also interview someone who was um, in the KKK and fell in love with an African-American woman. And it's just these really random love stories and how they worked out or didn't work out at the end so wow yeah, i've listened to, I listen to that i've cool listened committed? to this too it's good yeah wow yes, it's, yeah that sounds great yeah i highly recommend that one okay definitely check that out well my my last one it doesn't compare to committed uh it it's a, it mixes comedy and music and it's called are you talking rem re me and uh, it's it's hosted by Scott Ackerman from Comedy Bang Bang and Adam Scott, who was on Parks and Rec and Step Brothers, a lot okay. of other things. But they did a show before called Are You Talking You Two to Me? And in that show, over a four year period, they went from talking about the band's discography to eventually meeting Bono and the guys in the band and becoming, I don't want to say friends, but friendly with them and getting backstage passes and all kinds of craziness. So when they were done with U2's album history, they went to REM. Now I'm not a fan of either one of those bands necessarily. They're fine, but they're just not my thing. But these guys break it down. They're funny. And each episode, they break down that album. They talk about the production. They talk about the songs they like. It's a tremendous show. There are a lot of running gags in it. One of the funniest things is there's a comedian by the name of Todd Glass who really doesn't know anything about music. They bring him on and they talk about the band Stained and they call it Stained Glass. It is and it's all for fun. They're not fans of the band. They just make fun of Stained, but they call it Stained Glass. And it is one of the funniest things. If you're into that type of comedy and especially if you know who these people are, it's absolutely hysterical. So, again, are you talking R.E.M. Remy? If you're into alternative comedy if you like especially if you've listened to comedy bang bang and some of those shows and you haven't listened to it even if you're not a fan of that band or the uh u2 show just worth checking out because they they have a really really good time and, and it's apparent I, I just huge fan of those shows 
Michael, nice. and so yeah, you're you're wrapping up the audio section here. Oh, all right. So uh, just to kind of close out, I guess with just uh, since we're on the podcast kick. Um, so for me, I'm a I'm a big, relatively large history nerd too. So one of the things that I uh, I've listened to are some history podcasts. One that I really like. It's called Revolutions. Uh, Mike Duncan is the is the person who does it, and it's used, relatively short. Uh, each episode is about 35, 40 minutes, but he goes through major revolutions that happen throughout the world. So he started with like the English Revolution, uh, went through the French Revolution. He's actually now in the um, the Mexican Revolution. He, he also did uh, some in the of uh, the in South America as well, and he's kind of bouncing around. He'll um, and it, he his other claim to fame in history podcast lore, I guess, is, as they are, is he did a huge one, the history of Rome, where he started from the very beginning and worked all the way through um, to the fall of the Western Empire. And so um, that was, you know, a, a multi-year project. And he's been on this one for a couple of years as well. And uh, it's just, it's kind of fun. He has a good, uh, he, it's high level. So, you know, it's not digging deep, say, but at the same time, he also uh, um, has a good kind of good quips and sense of humor in there too, as well. So it's, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely worth checking out if you're into that sort of thing. So, Excellent. Nice. I know I've picked up some good stuff here, especially with these podcasts. So the the last thing we're going to talk about, and we all get one time one thing here. So Chris has saved his up, and he's going to have to wait a little bit longer to talk about it. But we talk about a, a pop culture or event. <laughs> Again, or don't get your hopes up. <laughs> well, so I I get to kick this one off, and it I've told this story on another show. I felt like it bore repeating because this has been a really fun year for me. You know putting out the, the social hour and meeting a lot of people along the way. And I happen to be at Baltimore Comic-Con, which I go to every year. And I have a lot of friends in my comic book nerd world that all we all hang out together there. There's usually, you know, between 10 and 15 of us that it's the one time a year we get to get together. You know, they come from, you know, as far north as New York and Boston and that way, all the way out west, you know, people as far as like Denver. And they all fly, you know, everybody flies in and gets together at Baltimore. Had a great year. Got some new GI Joe artwork, which is my other thing that I do. And uh, Sunday, the last day of the show, I was walking around and I ran into a guy I know that owns a comic book shop or manages a comic book shop down in North Carolina. And we're talking. And all of a sudden, this lady runs up to me and says, I know you. I know you. You're famous. And I got all (laughs) excited because I thought it was somebody that listened to HR Social Hour. And I looked at her and I said, "Uh, "Okay." And she goes, you're a you're a writer. You're famous. And I go, no, I'm not. She goes, yeah, yeah. You, somebody told me about you, and you're a writer, and you're famous. And I said, no, I'm just some schmuck that goes to comic book shows. I got a podcast. Do you listen to that? And uh, <laughs> she didn't. But I had this really charm, this really charming conversation with this lady who teaches art, and she teaches sequential art uh-huh. and things to like trade art to high school Ooh. students. And she was there with some of her students, and they were showcasing some of their artwork. And we talked about comics for a few minutes, and. We talked about what I did, and I explained to her, no, I'm, I'm, I'm in human resources and profession. I do a podcast. I do a, a fun podcast about 80s properties, but I'm definitely not a writer. And and she was kind of sad that I was apparently not the person she thought I was, but she said, <laughs> you know, you're really, really nice, so I'm glad I stopped you. Well, I took a picture with her because I was like, I got to take this picture because all my friends are standing around howling. They're just howling. They think it's the funniest thing they've ever seen. My 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 friend that uh. runs the comic book shop in North Carolina, she walked away and he's like, did that just happen? And I'm like, yeah, man, it just happened. So my pop culture event was that I was famous for nothing. <laughs> did she say who she thought that, that you were? 
She did, and I can't remember the guy's name, but I looked him up, and we're probably 10 to 15 years different in age. And uh, yeah, I don't – but what was or funny you, was the day before – I know I'm older. I have a pretty good feeling I'm older. But the funny part was the day before I was walking, I was walking with a friend of mine, and another guy comes running up behind me and kept saying this name. And I, I'm sorry. I don't remember the name. I should have looked it up before I got on here. But he kept saying, hey, you know, Jimmy, let's say, Jimmy, Jimmy. And he got like right up on me, Jimmy. And I turned around. Oh, you're not Jimmy. I'm like, no, man, I've never been Jimmy. <laughs> it was the same person. But yeah, like I said, apparently. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, but it was, um, you know, I, it was my, my pop culture bubble was shattered because, again, I thought it was going to be a podcast uh, fan. I, have, I always carry a few pins. So I was like, oh, my gosh, I may give a pin at a comic book show. And that would be bananas because that then, you know, but. Sadly, it was not. So that's my thing, Michael. What What about your thing this year? For For this year, I, you know, I'll, I'll get a, a little sappy. I guess I, for me, it was just actually getting going to Sherm eighteen and meeting, uh, you know, yeah. all of you guys in person and and you know who've been interacting with and talking to, et cetera, and just being able to be there and um, experience that. So yeah, I mean, for me, uh, looking back at the year, that's that's definitely the high watermark of of my year. So. Um, Absolutely, it was, was, great, it was great. Absolutely, yeah. It was a fun time. Not, not, not. You know, not, not as good as being mistaken for someone else, but it was still, it was, it was still good. So. <laughs> it's a close second. It's a close second. It could have happened happen there okay. too. Yeah. You know, could have been. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, yeah. your your is spotlight is on, my friend. Is this thing on? Drum, drum roll, oh, man, drum the, roll. The yeah. pressures. <laughs> hey, uh, I, before I get to, I want to th- that Sherm eighteen was was incredible, and I I, I met John there. I don't remember what mixer it was, John, we were at, it was, they had a like ping pong tables, I think. And I don't, I don't remember where exactly it was, but that's where I, I think had met John and we just talked a lot about nerd culture and all sorts of stuff. So that was, that was one of the highlights of my trip there was, was meeting John and talking about all good things geeky, but my event of, I'm almost hesitant to say it just because everyone said, this better be good, Chris, uh, was, Mega Man 11. It's a video game. Now, I had mentioned on the Social Hour podcast, um, I think when they asked what my favorite music was, I said the soundtracks to the Mega Man, the original 8-bit Mega Man games. And I know Wendy got a kick out of that. And I said, go on YouTube and you can find them and they're really good and you can find remixes and there's all sorts of stuff. But I, if you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, you guys can tell in, in Facebook, I'm a huge Mega Man, just fanboy or from the original classic series. I'm talking about the one that started back in like 87, 86, mm-hmm. the original games on the the original NES. And they had a couple more after that that were considered next gen at the time. So they had Mega Man 7 that was on the Super NES back in the early 90s, I think. And then they had Mega Man 8 on the original PlayStation and Sega Saturn back in like 96, 97, I think. And so they were next gen at the time because the first six were on the original NES and all shared the same type of graphics, those old 8-bit graphics and the music and all that. And those were next gen, but they didn't, they didn't play the same way. The mechanics were off. They just didn't feel like Mega Man, but they looked good for their time. And so in the, I think like 2008, 2010, Capcom, the developer, the publisher had released Mega Man 9 and Mega Man 10, and they went back to this 8-bit look. And so they were just complete retro revival games and played it like the original ones, and they were really good. I don't know if the the last one, Mega Man 10, sold really well, and that was in 2010, because we have not had 
another Mega Man game since then. And so this series has been so near and dear to my heart. It's my favorite series of all time. Um, a lot of Mega Man games got canceled, I think, or a couple of them got canceled in between. Then. And Mega Man's just kind of fallen off the radar. I think last year, it was the 30th anniversary, I think, or was it earlier this year? I can't really remember, but they were doing a celebration of the 30th anniversary of Mega mm. Man. And I think at the end of one of the commercials, all of a sudden, it was a complete surprise. They had unveiled that Mega Man 11 was coming out. And it was completely next gen. It's on Nintendo Switch. It's on PlayStation and Xbox. And um, it looked gorgeous when I saw the YouTube commercial or the, the YouTube videos for it. But my concern was, is this going to play like the originals or is it going to be like those other ones that, yeah, it looks good, but it just doesn't, it just doesn't play that well. It's just a dream to play. Um, and I just couldn't stop gushing about it. I said this, I think on, on Facebook, I said this just game is just pure heaven. So I bought it for the Nintendo Switch and, uh, I was super happy as an as a Mega Man fan that finally after eight years, because this was a game that I didn't think would ever exist. I thought Capcom just completely just said, you know, this isn't really profitable for us anymore. They did it. I don't know how well it sold. I hope it sold well because I hope we can get more. And I certainly don't want to wait eight years because I don't know how many more years I have of good gaming left in me. My, <laughs> I can find my reflexes aren't what they, what they were. I'm like dying in spots that I would never have died in before. It's like, well, this isn't the way that I remember playing it, but it was just an absolute dream to play. So going back to when I was on the social hour and I said the Mega Man music was some of my favorite. This one the music is just gold. And so in my office, if people have been coming in there, they are welcomed by the Mega Man 11 soundtrack more likely than not mixed in with some Christmas tunes now. So that was my um, top event item for, for 2018 was uh, Mega Man 11. So Capcom, if you're listening, thank you for giving it to us. Oof. Man, I was, that is a lot. That is, that was a child, definitely a childhood dream coming true. It sounds like that's awesome. <laughs> When you start your Mega Man <laughs> podcast, you can ask me to be on it, Chris, but I won't have much to say. <laughs> <laughs> I, now, correct me if I'm wrong. I, was, if I could, ha I would want a Mega Man podcast. I could just talk about. I mean, I, I, I knew that I was probably going to ramble on. Well, that's why I said, you know, I'll cut my time from the third audio thing <laughs> and dedicate it towards <laughs> this one because I knew it. But it just meant so much that they did. They took a chance and said, you know, we're going to go ahead and do another one. And when you play it, you can just see that they put a lot of love and care into it. There are a lot of the details in there. So um, that's it. Thank you. Yeah, that was that's it. Top top event item of 2018. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Lorena, I don't know how you're going to top that, but <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going to try. I'm just going to say what I originally had planned and hope it sticks. <laughs> um, so my thing was um, I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. So I've read every mm. single book. I've uh, seen every single movie. I'm like obsessed. So the Fantastic Beasts, um, um, mm. the second movie came out, The Crimes of Grindelwald. And that was my, you know, that looks really good. It yeah, was good. a really yeah, it was a really good movie. Um, I did not want to include it into the movie section because for me, Harry Potter is an event, no matter what you say. Um, and um, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I like Mega Man, of course, it's an event. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, I was really excited for, about that, um, as well as um, they always um, J.K. Rowling always um, also publishes the screenplay, which is a good thing for me because. I mean, I, uh, one thing that's like a pet peeve of mine going to the movie theater here in the U.S. versus going to the movie theater in Puerto Rico is that even though I'm watching the movie in English, I always have subtitles in Puerto Rico. And then here they don't put subtitles and that British accent always throws me off. 
So I was really excited about <laughs> buying the actual like book with the screenplay because there were certain like jokes I missed and whatnot. So reading that was also very exciting. Very cool. Wow. Very cool. Love it. I'm I'm not a Harry Potter fan, but I don't know if uh, if, I've, if you guys have been to either Universal Studios in Florida or the one in Hollywood. But I went to the one in Hollywood. And I've not seen any of the movies. I admit I've not read any of the books, but I went to, I think, last year, and they have the new Harry Potter land there, and it was just phenomenal. Oh, yeah. As as somebody that's not a, that, that's a non-fan, the ride that they – like the Forbidden Journey or something like yes. that is probably one of, if not the best theme park rides I have ever experienced in my life. But just the whole feeling of it, and they had the train there and the music, and it was, it's really super cool. Well, yeah. I mean, the first two years I was here in Orlando, I had the annual pass for Universal, and I oh, would okay. just go because they would have Harry Potter events, and sometimes they would bring out some of the actors oh. and whatnot. So I was like, oh, wow. I was all over the place with um, the whole Harry Potter thing when I first moved here in Orlando. So yes. Um, awesome. Yeah. Ever since I was nine, when the first book came out, yeah, I've been obsessed. <laughs> Good. That's cool. Well, we've awesome. we've had a tremendous conversation about 2018, and again, I know I've I've picked up some things, and I'm hoping listeners have too. We're gonna ask one more question, and may have to think about it a bit because I had to think about it a bit. What's the one thing that you're most excited about pop culture wise for 2019? And we're gonna go in order of appearance on the show originally. So, Michael. I went to I went to school at the University of South Carolina in the mid '90s, which meant that uh, Hootie and the Blowfish was a huge huge thing back then. It was uh, they had just literally mm -hmm. they all graduated and or left school the year before I started, so I was right on the cusp of them hitting it big. And so they are doing a a reunion tour next year, and um, I jumped and they they're coming to Indianapolis, so I jumped on and got tickets, and oh, wow. uh, so they are nice. coming in August. So I'm looking forward to that. And uh, Ben Folds is actually opening for them, or maybe they're sharing this. this oh, stage. wow. I don't know how this go. And so I will be I will be doing dual duty there. I actually have to bone up on my Ben Folds, John. I mean, you're going to have to help me. All out right. We'll, I, we'll I, talk. I am not, uh, it's been a while since I've listened to him. But, uh, but we'll no, I'm, I'm super excited. In fact, actually, it was funny. I, I, I messaged my wife. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting these tickets. Uh, like they're coming there. I, you know, they're coming in, I'm getting these tickets and she didn't respond. And then like, I sent her later. I'm like, I got them. Merry Christmas or whatever. And when I got home, she's like, I really didn't think you were serious, but okay. Sounds good. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, Oh, she's like, I'll be excited. Uh, it'll be fun. I'm like, Oh yeah, we'll have a good time. So we're looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. So super excited. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. All right, Chris. So unless Capcom somehow surprises us with a Mega Man 12, uh, which has not been announced, <laughs> my uh, top pop culture event is the opening of Star Wars Land, Galaxy's oh. Edge, in Disneyland. Oh, okay. That's going to be amazing. So oh, wow. I, I don't know for sure the date. I think the last update I saw that was like opening like summer 2019, but I know those are subject to change based on construction and all that. My family and I were planning a trip to Disneyland for my son's birthday around April. I hope it's open because um, if it's not, we're just going to go back when it, when it, when it opens up. Uh, love it. But I, I just can't. Well, like I was mentioning, the, the, and I'm a big theme park nut. I just love and Disneyland's my jam. But, you know, the, being not a not being a Harry Potter fan and just feeling this 
you know, real, real excitement of being there. And I wasn't even a fan. I just don't even know what I'm going to do when I walk into Star Wars land, just being a life. Uh, I'm no. just going to yeah. collapse in tears and joy. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. And, and, and I know the crowds are going to be nuts and I know all that stuff, but I just cannot wait to just walk in there and experience what, what Disney, I think, I think there's one opening in, in, uh, at Disney world too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. So I think they're going to have yes. both yeah. on both coasts. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah. But, uh, so that is my, yeah, that does sound incredible. Wow, Star Wars yeah. land, Galaxy's Edge, twenty nineteen. I'd probably be right with you on the floor too, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Lorena, how about you? So, um, for me, that was this was the hardest one to think about. I even went into like my uh, social media accounts to see if something triggered something else because I am always the type of person who like finds out about things very last minute. Like, I'm not a huge like, even though I'm a huge fan of many things. Uh, except for Harry Potter, I'm not usually on in the loop until it, it's already happened. So while I was on Instagram, my one of my favorite uh, um, singers, Ellie Golding, she made an announcement today that she's actually going to be doing her fourth studio album, and that made me really excited because the last album she you know she put out was back in 2015. So that's what I'm looking forward to now in 2019, her studio album, because after that they'll probably have a tour and her concerts are amazing. So it'll be a huge thing for me. Cool. Nice. Very cool. Well, I, I haven't, I, I don't look anymore at what's coming up, but I will say I, I do know that 2019 we're going to get Avengers Endgame because we just got the trailer. I think that's yeah. in April. <laughs> so I guess yeah. for now, at least, that's probably the yeah. biggest thing that I'm looking forward to only because I am, I am curious, just like everyone else, how they're going to fix the snap. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I think it, it, and it'll make a lot of money and, There'll be people that are happy and there'll be people that are sad. And that's the, that's the beauty of this thing. That's the beauty of pop culture. So, mm -hmm. well, I want to thank all of you again for taking part in this. This was super fun. I didn't know where we were going to go. It's been a blast and I, I appreciate you taking part real quickly. Michael, what's the best way for folks to reach you? You can find me on Twitter. It's just MJ Milady, And uh, there's a link to my LinkedIn from there as well. So uh, that'd be the best place to get me. Great. Chris, how about you? Uh, Twitter, Chris Orozco 72. That is the same over on the Instagram as well. And Lorena. So it's L-P-A-B-O-N-H-R. And there you can see the link to my blog. Well, Amanda and I's blog and then uh, my LinkedIn as well. And as always, you'll find me at hrsocialrpodcast.podbean.com. So again, thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Roundtable. Chris, Michael, Lorena, again, thanks for taking part. We'll do this again down the road and uh, hope everybody enjoyed. Take care and have a great 2019. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.